truck when the cap comes off, yeah I don't really give a fuck, I'ma let you walk, yeah Let me live my life, I'ma let you do you, yeah I just wanna have fun and, 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 and With my feet kicked back, drinking hand Meditate about getting back Chase good vibes, protect me I just might have hurt my liver Seven day bender, yeah I'm a sinner Full time sender, when a chicken dinner Truth don't bend her, lies I'm no swimmer Bless this pussy, then my eyes get white, and the killer Pride go hide, mood tied like Miller I'm a DT shit, blunts feel gorilla Then I'm stuck in the same spot, work ethic vanilla See some working, and the road's real rocky so I'm swerving Daily hoes coming to, I'm not deserving Pissed a few too many off, but I'm learning Burning, bridges that burn me I don't really wanna talk when the cap comes off, yeah I don't really give a fuck, I'ma let you walk, yeah Let me live my life, I'ma let you do you, yeah I just wanna have fun and Yo, welcome back. Authentic Vibes Only podcast. Um, as you know me, Braden, we have uh, Jordan and we have a guest today, Alina. Hello. Um, you want to know how we met Alina? I don't really know. We just kind of started at the gym, I guess. That's how I met <clears> Alina. But Alina is our photographer. Probably stick with her. Honestly, she did amazing work for our first shoot. So she'll probably be our photographer from now on, honestly, for any shoot we're doing for the brand. <laughs> and uh whatever work we do for for next drops and stuff like that alina is gonna be the go-to when it comes to photography and we're happy to have her on the episode um you know <laughs> second guest i know um, i kind of i kind of forced you uh to be my friend i don't really give my friends options <laughs> uh, you really did i mean we were at the gym and you just kind of peeping <laughs> over my shoulder like what are you doing i'm nosy <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, literally, literally though. I was like, oh no, writing down my affirmations in my gym notebook. <laughs> Speaking of that, I literally just talked about that on my on my Snapchat earlier. But um, let's get into it. No set topic. We'll we'll, we'll uh, interview Alina. We're gonna throw her on the spot and uh, just let her talk about her experiences and, and her life and how she is becoming authentic and, and more true to herself at, as the days and years go by. So we'll start with Alina. What does authentic vibes only mean to you? Or what does that entail about your everyday life? Stuff like that. I think I'm going to go really deep with this. And I, I'm, I also have ADHD, so I'm going to apologize in advance <laughs> because it's going to be super messy and all over the place. Um, but it kind of starts with actually, uh, religion. So I grew up Catholic. I've, I was raised in the church. We went every Sunday. Um, and as I got older, I realized that there's a lot of people in religion who aren't great people. Um, and that kind of really opened my eyes to what I wanted to be as a person. Um, and being my authentic true self is being a kind human being and just being a good person um and I feel like that's something that they really emphasize in the church is like being a good person being kind like you know all this stuff um and then they sit there and they judge other people for all these things um and that just didn't doesn't really sit right with me <laughs> so I kind of took that through my life and um I don't know went from there kind of figured out like who I really wanted to be and what morals I wanted to have and um, what kind of person I wanted to represent myself as, especially because as a kid, I feel like I didn't have as much of a voice um, just because I was like the youngest of three siblings. Um, so I didn't always have to do like a ton of talking. I, I got overshadowed a lot. Um, so when it came time for me to like move away and kind of create my own voice, um, it was cool because I got to have all of those like life experiences before, I guess, creating my morals or opinion, not morals, cause I mean, we grew up with morals, but um, just kind of figuring out how I wanna do things and like how I wanna navigate through life. Jordan, do you wanna speak on that? I know you, uh, maybe you could speak a little bit on the religion part of it. I know you went to, you know, uh, I'm also not gonna bash religion at all. Like I huh. respect people who enjoy religion 
just this is my personal experience <laughs> oh, that's fine I'm yeah gonna, but Jordan, if you want to speak on that and, and how you went to, I know you went to um, private school after Knox and, and they are, you know, religious school and that's not something that you were exactly into, but maybe yeah. even speak on how that influenced you towards maybe the same thing, not really influencing you as, as in becoming more your authentic self or, or just how you found religion playing a factor in, in who you are. Yeah. So you know, like like I said before, I was never really the super religious type. Um, I'm still not the super religious type, but I will say being in that environment for the first time was very eye-opening. Um, you know, because for myself, I didn't really grow up doing that type of thing. So getting put in that environment where, uh, I guess in the moment, it was weird because I've never been around so many people that were so nice all the time. Um, at least like at the school, you know, they're very, very nice people, you know, students, faculty, staff, like they're amazing people. Um, but the thing that I gained the most out of it was that we actually had to go to chapel once a week, every single week, and it was mandatory. And now for me, I was like, what the heck, like, this is going to be terrible. Like, I don't, this is not something that I would, I don't think I would enjoy, but it wasn't necessarily like a, oh, we're going to read straight out of the Bible and it's going to be you know, what you might imagine if you go to a church, rather, it was actually like really fun and entertaining the way that they would talk about stories in the Bible, but also relating it to real life and how you can apply it in different situations that you might get yourself into. So that aspect I did enjoy. Um, and it actually helped me grow a lot as a person, being able to see the way that different people thought about different topics and everyone's different perspective seeing that you know even if you are or are not religious that they accept that you have that different viewpoint at the school i was going to you know so that was really cool um and it helped me formulate my own type of ideology and own spirituality um on how i like to live my life now you know we talked about this on the very first episode saying like you know you don't depending on what religion you believe in if you believe in religion if you just believe in spirituality whatever the case may be um, there is definitely that higher energy or higher power, so to speak, with whatever is your cup of tea that is out there that if you do tap into it with the positive mindset, it can progress you forward in life. And it's crazy how it works, you know, with the, the frequency levels, all that different type of thing. Um, but my experience, I mean, it was positive. I didn't really run into anyone that was necessarily, uh, I guess, fake or uh, not like going, I didn't run into people who were going to, you know, the church and being very religious, but behind closed doors, they weren't necessarily the best of people. But again, I think it might be a different environment considering it was at a college as opposed to maybe just, you know, a regular church where you do have a whole bunch of different age groups. And, you know, I mean, I don't know for certain because I never really went to a church like that. But I'd imagine you have a whole bunch of different types of people, different age gaps, and depending on what era they grew up in, they might have their own different ideologies, things of that nature, which, you know, it's kind of hard to break that. Uh, like a lot of people are like, oh, like it's, we need to just start changing this, change that, whatever the case may be. But if you're, if you're ingrained in it growing up your whole entire life thinking one certain way, it takes some time to change that in the right way. Yeah, I um I actually love everything you said about that. Like I said, I don't I don't hate people who enjoy religion. Per, my personal experience with that was like we grew up in it. We went to church every Sunday. We were baptized, confirmed, literally everything. Um so we were only taught what they wanted us to know. It was very cult like for me. Um but that's just my personal experience. I think it's really cool when people like our age even just like get into it. I think it is it it does have good factors to it. It does have like good guidelines and like teaches you how to be a good person. And a lot of the stories are really cool. Um I I do think it is a lot of that like older generation though that's like stuck in mm -hmm. the old like I just I just can't get along the lines of the people who are like oh, we hate gay people because they're gay and God just God is going to send them to hell and yep. all that stuff. Like that's not for you to judge. <laughs> so I don't know. I just, I definitely see your side of it. Um, and like I said, like I have, I don't hate people who go to church, but 
or like enjoy religion I think it is a cool thing I think it's done a lot of good things for a lot of people just not my cup of tea but I agree I do think there's a higher power um there's definitely something out there if you send good stuff out into the universe good stuff is going to come back that's the clip of the whole podcast right there yeah yeah <laughs> that'll be the clip for the week the clip for the next day yeah um yeah it sounds like you know like both you guys had way different experiences i know jordan i still don't you know you're not super into religion i know that um maybe more so now than that but i i think i take alina's experience and your experience with the grain of salt because like like you said it's it's, it's different situations mm-hmm. different cities all that stuff but um Overall, the way it impacted you guys, it still made you guys have a, a different vision and a different view on life, whether it was like in that, in a religious view or not in a religious view. So it still impacted you guys. And I think in a positive way, whether at the time it was positive, yeah. like thing, it impacted you guys positively and really shaped like how you think about things and, and think about the world. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I want to talk about that. If you're comfortable talking with it, Alina, um, we've talked about it before. They're bisexual. So, um, how has it been living life and, and being? I feel like in a society that that isn't acceptable, but has become more acceptable of that type of thing. And yeah. how is it like living, being open with that? And how did that allow you, you know, like to? maybe relieve such a, a, a stressful thing off you and, and that allowing you to become more true and authentic and just happy in, in who you are and, and open to anyone and everyone like with, with just telling everyone, like, you know, it's not a problem. It shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. And how does that make you feel? Um, stuff like that. I know that's got to shape you and, and you being true and authentic to yourself. Cause that, that's a hard thing to talk about sometimes. And, and even with the way society is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I didn't actually realize that I was until I moved away. <laughs> um, so it, okay. it just kind of, again, like this town, at least for me was a very like small compact. You do this, you do that. I don't know if you guys know this, but I was actually engaged at 19. <laughs> um, it did not work out, obviously, thank God. Um, but my mindset for so long was, oh, you get married, you have babies, and that's it. And thank God I did not go down that route because there are so many other things in life that I'm good at and enjoy and would have never found or like realized if I had gone through with that. Um, so yeah, I, I realized that, um, I was bisexual when I moved down to Nashville. Um, and I, I wasn't like the first person to be like, Woo, I'm bisexual. Like, or like, I don't know. I actually like to say that I'm queer over anything just because like, I don't think it really matters who you like what you represent yourself as if we get along we get along like that's more or less like maybe pansexual so I just say queer but (laughs) um but um yeah I don't know I never wanted to be the person that was like hey guys I'm gay like I don't I shouldn't need to come out about something like that um so I never have like made a post or like made a big deal out of it um just because like when you're straight you don't make a post and say hey guys I'm a guy and I like girls and that's like you don't have to do that so like for me why should I have to um I just started talking about women I guess around my family and like obviously my family knows now and is very accepting but um I think even with the older generations like I know my mom I don't think she would ever admit it because she is a very accepting person but I think as a mother, her idea in her head for me was, oh, my daughter's going to have a boyfriend and get married and have kids. And like, there was a little bit of issue with that. Um, because she had made some like comments like, oh, aren't you going to have kids? Like, don't you want to be with a man? Um, and that hurt a lot, (laughs) but like, you can have kids and be gay. So, um, I don't know. I, I think it's important to talk about it and it's not something that I hide. Um, and I don't think that it's like my whole personality or like, I make it like, it's definitely like a part of who I am. Um, and then there's also the whole side of it. That's like, I am dating a man. So it's like, are you really bisexual? Like, do you really like women or do you just say you like women? Like blah, 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 all this stuff. And especially being in such a small town, like that is 
very difficult to navigate because I don't know I think I honestly think that being self-employed has helped me become true to myself become who I really am as a person um mostly because like I don't have to hide any of that stuff I don't have to hide that I enjoy recreational drug use like marijuana or like that I'm bisexual or that I think like I have very strong morals in my life um and I don't hide them I talk about them I'm very like I don't know just like and you guys don't have to agree with these things but like uh pro-abortion black lives matter all of those things like all of those like progressive things those are my morals and I will talk about them I will share them on my Instagram I will share them on my Twitter um because we need more voices out there for people um who don't have as big of a voice as me I know that I have white privilege so I want to share what I can with people um so I don't know I just like I'm very open about everything because why wouldn't I be um but also I don't just like go and like post a ton of stuff on Facebook or like post a ton of stuff on Instagram. Like I just am who I am. And if you don't like that, then peace out. See you later. (laughs) No. And I think that's, uh, that's exactly why we wanted you on the podcast because it's about (laughs) being okay in who you are Mm -hmm. and being comfortable in that situation. And like, you don't have to announce it to the world, but you're okay with announcing it to the world if you need yeah. to or feel the need to and want people to support something you're behind or some some way you feel. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm the same. I'm pro all the stuff you said, you know, Black Lives yeah. Matter, all that, pro-abortion, you know, all that all that good stuff, you know. It's, it's not even, to me, it's just humanity. And yes. And yes. not really, yes. like, it's not color of your skin or... or any of that stuff it's just pro humans pro people i want the world to be a better place i want other people to have the same opportunities i want other people to have the same chance it doesn't matter all that stuff um and as a woman and as someone in the lgbtq community it makes my life more difficult um just because it's easy being a straight male white male um but i don't know i i think that's why it's important to share these things and like especially being a woman and seeing like males with their friends and seeing like you know everyone's something kind of shitty but you just like oh that was uncomfortable we're just gonna like pretend that that didn't happen all it takes is for one person to be like dude that wasn't cool don't don't do that shit or like don't be friends with them anymore I had a friend that I didn't agree with on a lot of things and I just kind of let it slide for a really long time um and when I realized that they were literally fighting for the things that hurt me actively every day as a queer woman, um, I had decided that it was time to end that friendship because I'm not okay with those things. And I'm not, I don't want to support that any more than I am because it's not fair to the LGBTQ community, you know? Yeah. It's not, it's not, only, you know, it's not fair to that. It's not fair to yourself because you're, mm-hmm. You're literally just allowing for that to happen. And like you said, and for us, same thing. Like if we're around people that, or yeah, male friends, whatever it is around people that are saying shit that we wouldn't say, or we wouldn't do, and we don't stick up for that. We're condoning that. And we're not, you know, well, that's not us being our true selves. So that's not right for us either. Um, It's so hard to like speak up in a, a position like that because I don't know, I guess probably depending on the person, but like it can make things really uncomfortable. And especially with like microaggression, like, I don't know, as a woman having been through gross relationships and I don't want to like trash talk anyone, but being through gross relationships and having them gaslight you and manipulate you and say, you're crazy for this, you're crazy for that because you stood up for something because you like stood your ground, just like combats it almost like it's, it's like, I understand why people don't, but at the same time, it's so important to say those things and stand up for people. And like, I don't know, I think there's so many microaggressions out there that people don't realize. Um, and it's some of those things that we kind of just laugh off. Um, but there's just, I don't know, it's just, it's super, super important to speak up about those things. And, um, I don't know where I'm going with this anymore. So I'm just going to end it there. But yeah, basically that. So 
I mean, I, I don't know where exactly where you're going with it, but I understand it. And yeah. <laughs> um, I also understand that, like, when it comes to speaking up about things, I feel like, you know, me and Jordan spoke on this. I know Jordan will speak on it again more than likely. Like, there's, there's correct ways to talk and just have conversation with people, too. But, like, <laughs> to not get that microaggression, even though they may deserve it, you know, like, like get that reaction out of somebody oh I don't mean Um, like microaggression like anyone getting aggressive I mean like there's microaggressions out in the world like um like micro racism and micro like uh homophobia like little things that are said that we just brush off yes yeah that we just brush off and even just like like we have installed all of this stuff in ourselves throughout the years because of where we grew up, the people we're surrounded by all of these things that we have, we have to break that cycle. Like we have to break that like mindset for the next generations. Um, and so like, there are times where like racism is installed in your body and like your mind goes to, Oh, well, why is that like black guy walking around? What's he doing? Like, it's just that little thing that like, you're like, Oh, why did my brain immediately go to that? So like when you were telling a story and you're like, yeah, there was this guy and he was black. What does his skin color have anything to do with that story? It is so easy to leave it out. You wouldn't say there's this guy and he was white. Like it's little things like that, that like we do and have said and are installed in us because racism is taught that we need to break down so whether it's any situation with that whether it's any situation with like homophobia or like women's things or like the whole stop Asian hate thing that just happened not I feel like it wasn't that long ago um but like there are like little like when people talk in like Chinese not Chinese accents but like you know and they you order the Chinese food and you talk like basically mock them um it's little things like that that like don't really seem like oh I'm not racist like I would never hate black people or Asians or whatever but you're still actively doing and saying those things that like don't necessarily come off as bad but they are so it's those things that we need to break down and like reevaluate. yeah Jordan did you have something about I was just gonna ask um I mean at least from I don't really keep up with everything probably as much as you guys do but it seems like it has gotten better over the last few years Um, and I feel like it just goes back to what we talked about earlier with the whole religion thing is that it's not necessarily our like the younger generation that is actively doing it rather it's the conditioning we had from you know the older generations and how their ideology was but as you know like our generation those that are coming up under us are starting to realize that oh hey like this actually isn't cool. Like we, this isn't the right thing to do. You know, it is slowly changing. I feel like it'll just, it just takes time to get, you know, Mm -hmm. everyone caught back up to be, do the right things and really treat people the way treat people need to be treated as opposed to having that, I guess, uh, conditioning set from before you really were able to speak your mind, so to speak. Yeah. And that's why it's so important for us to speak up about these things because the younger generation does hear it. And I do agree. I do think that people are starting to like see that and change and like grow from that. But like, like you said, like it's, you're hearing a lot less of it and you're, you know, all this stuff, but it's like the whole, um, Leah Thomas thing just happened, the transgender thing. Um, and people were so upset about that. And who the fuck really cares about swimming? No one, no one does. I swim for 10 years competitively. I promise you, no one cares about swimming. And it just opened that door for that hate to come back in. So I don't know that it's necessarily that it's happening less because people are changing their ideas or if it's happening less because people are just not being openly hateful about it so I definitely think that the younger generation is growing and going to be those like good advocates for us um but I also just think that the the older generation is just so lost in that like where they just don't talk about it anymore because they know now not to talk about it like they've learned that (laughs) um but yeah I don't know I, I think there's a lot of room for growth um and and we could sit here all day and talk about all the bad things and all the hateful stuff in the world that's out there and that's why it's so important to have a good mindset and be authentic and like 
be the person to realize there's still so much good in the world too. Yeah. Go ahead, Braden. I think, uh, I don't know. The younger generation, like you said, is going to be a good advocate for that. But um, to me, I'm not saying this like selfishly or like greedily. I feel like our generation has really changed the world already. Um, I feel like the age is like, really i'm not even gonna say 18 they're still they're still new but also i guess i could start 18 probably like 18 to 28 somewhere around there 18 to 25 our generation it has really kind of molded the world and and is is really laying a good foundation for the younger generation because we are kind of are being those role models and, and you see people that are are more of our age you know all over social media and that's such a, a big presence in the world um, whether it's Instagram, TikTok, and all this stuff, and, and you see people, a lot of people our age on those those uh, social media sites sticking up for these things, and, and then the younger generation, that's what they just keep growing on and growing on, so the, they, they see the more positive aspects of it, rather than, like you said, listening to the older people that are kind of stuck in their ways that, that aren't informed, or they're underinformed and don't understand it, and maybe they are afraid to just speak on it now, Mm -hmm. um because they are like ill-informed or don't want to learn but um they're not speaking on it and at least the younger age gets to hear our generation speak on the good stuff and and present ourselves in a different way and say that what's wrong and what shouldn't be going on and what should be happening Mm -hmm. you brought up tiktok which i 25 i love tiktok i know (laughs) but i think i enjoy that social media so much because like i said earlier when you put out those good vibes you get good vibes back so when you're actively talking about like good things and like all this stuff that you want to see on your feed you're going to get that on your feed because of the algorithm and because it's listening to what you're saying um but i grew up in a social media that was very like you have to have perfect food and you have to have no wrinkles on your face and you have to do this and this and this and that's never been the type of person that I am but it's so toxic and so I think TikTok is really good for these next generations coming up because they're starting to see all the good things and starting to see that like people are weird and they're normal and it's okay to like like this stuff or do this stuff yeah or be yeah. what you are. Just, yeah, just like what you like and not be judged by it. There's so many other people out there that like what you like. And just by you liking a video on, on TikTok, you see that there's thousands of people that like the same stuff that you like or want to speak on the same things you want to speak on or, or be in the same field or studies you want to be in. Yeah, it's super validating to see that stuff. And it's like, oh, okay, like it's it's okay to be this way. Like I'm not weird. I'm not, you know, people pick on you for the dumbest things when you're growing up. And it's like, I don't know, it's just kind of, yeah, it it goes from there so yeah i think that's a huge thing though because when it comes to being authentic and stuff you know like we're getting older and and what entails of being authentic is not caring what other people think and not seeking validation and being comfortable in yourself but at (laughs) such a young age that that's what that's what you care about the most we all know that we want to be liked by people in your friend group you (laughs) want to have friends you want everyone to like you you want all all these, these things to yeah you want people to show you attention you want all that stuff so the validation aspect, especially for younger um, generation, that shouldn't be all you seek, but, but you're so young that that's really all, you know, and that's what, that's what you are seeking. Once you get older, you know, and the more stuff you see on st- hopefully stuff we're talking about, hopefully you do see our stuff. You know, I don't know who can see stuff on the internet, but um, you're going to learn that it's, that's not all that matters. But at that time, when that's all you, you do know that that's what matters because of what is being instilled in you and, and mm-hmm. everything else um it's huge for them to see tiktok and feel okay in that community and for and us to talk about these things yeah for us to actively talk about these things and talk about all of the other things that are out there because as a child you're everything is romanticized for you and all of your emotions are either super high super low like that's what you're living for like and like heartbreak is the biggest hurt in the world and all of this stuff when you're younger like it's you only know what you've lived. And so now that you're older and you can like, like kind of look back on your past life and be like, oh, okay. Like I have so much, there's so much more than what's originally presented to you. Um, so I think the fact that like they have access to that social media as damaging as social media can be, I think it's so important that they're given 
those things if used correctly, I guess. That's the other thing is it's the algorithm. So you have to be, you're gonna, you're gonna get what comes out of it. So like if you, I don't know, if you aren't posting or aren't sharing the things that like you want back, then you're not gonna get that good side of social media. But I'm gonna hop back into not to change the subject. Something that you talked about, um, you did speak on how being self-employed really made you. And I just want to want to hear what you had to speak on that and, and how being self-employed made you be more comfortable in yourself, maybe comfortable in talking about more stuff about not just you, but what's going on in the world and society. Cause I'm self-employed. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I feel the same way. I don't know. I want to hear more on you and then speak on that. But I know that I've become more authentic in finding my true self. And I don't know if that has to do with being self-employed. I'm not fully self-employed yet, but I'm on the edge. I'm getting there. Um, We're getting there. We're but, doing uh, it. <laughs> yeah. I want to hear more on how photography and being self-employed has, has changed you as a person and yeah. what all that stuff means to you. Photography, being able to travel and going different places, seeing different things, seeing outside of the small town and small box we live in, yeah. meeting all these new people, all those types of things. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go way back with this one, actually. I have a whole whole idea for what I'm going to tell you guys. Um, but I, so I became a photographer, I want to say in 2016. Um, but I was doing it with like other jobs and whatnot. Um, and then in 2017, I moved down to Nashville and I had a couple of jobs that were photography related. So I worked in the hospitals down there and I photographed the newborns, which was super fun. I really enjoyed it, um, but I wasn't like fully self-employed. I was still like working with other companies. Um, and then COVID happened <laughs> and we were kicked out of the hospital because we weren't essential workers. So basically I picked up a nannying job which I love kids. They're great. Nanning, not my passion. <laughs> um, so I was probably nine months into nannying and I was like, what am I even doing? What am I doing right now? Like, it was just, I had always told myself like, oh, you know, when I have this many clients, when this happens, when this happens, I'll go full time, but not until then. Um, and I kind of started to like reevaluate things and realize that that was never going to happen if I didn't go full time. So I actually told, <laughs> I told my boss, um, I gave her a month's notice um, and then an explosion kind of happened with her husband and I ended up being done that next day. Okay. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a little <laughs> wild, um, but I really enjoyed working for her. Um, I loved her kids, all that good stuff. Um, but it did really throw me into it. I thought that I would have a full month of like saving up a little bit more money and all that stuff. Um, but luckily it was busy season. So I did really well with that. Um, and at this time I was living in St. Louis. So I did that for, I, I went full-time in October. And then I moved back to the 815 area in August because my roommate ended up moving out with her boyfriend, which I'm so very sad about. Um, <laughs> I know I loved her, still do. But um, basically I was like, I don't know, I'm just gonna go for it and then maybe figure out where to go from there. Um, but yeah, I, I went full time and I've made it work. And there's definitely been some struggles it takes about three years for a business to really start like making good amounts of income. And that's putting all of your hard work and energy into it. Um, but it is the best decision I've ever made. I wake up happy every morning, not every morning, but I wake up wow. a lot happier. Um, doing life day to day is easier for me because I don't like having a set schedule. I cannot do a nine to five. I cannot work a desk. My brain is just creative. Like it just goes and goes and goes. And I have to do those like creative things. So we have our busy season in the fall and then winter is dead. Like we, I hardly have any clients over the winter, which makes me sad because I will shoot in the snow, <laughs> but um, it, it is hard. And this year I kind of had to be reminded that um, 
you know, all that money that I saved up during busy season went to paying my bills when I didn't have that work, that income. Um, so it's definitely like not, it's not easy, but I try to convince all of my friends to go full-time if they're in a position that they can in a creative sense, um, because it's so worth it. It, it's hard work. Um, but you have to figure out how to market yourself and how to get ideal clients and how to price yourself and how to do things correctly and like learn how to pay your taxes and all this stuff. Like it is a one man show over here. (laughs) Um, and it's not easy, but it's so worth it. And like I said, becoming full-time has really made me into the person I am because I don't have those like judgments anymore. And if I do, and they're from clients, um, then those aren't clients that I want anyways. I want clients who love me for who I am. Um, And I know that like a lot of my clients around here don't necessarily see eye to eye with a lot of things that I do, but like, regardless of that, I'm still a kind person. I'm still a good person. At least I think I'm a good person. Um, So I feel like being that I can be friendly with anyone if they're a client, like they're not necessarily going to be my best friends, but it's work and I can get that done. Um, and they, I don't know. I just, I feel like I have a lot of really great clients, um, that respect me and love me for who I am. And I wouldn't want that any other way. So I don't know. It's just, it's nice to be able to be open with people and like talk about the things that I care about and understand that, like, not everyone's going to see eye to eye with me, but I can still respect their opinion and they can still respect mine. All that stuff makes you, you though, you know, Yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, like you said, it, it makes you comfortable. Sorry. You know, I'm apologizing real quick. I'm fucking yawning. Alina got me a little stone before this and I'm still not recovered. Apparently first time I smoked in a minute and yeah, I'm a little, a little tired. (laughs) So I can't lie. We're going to sleep here to go to sleep here pretty soon. Yeah, it's nap time for me. You guys are like (laughs) me bored. I just yawn. I don't know. I'm fucking uncontrolled be yawning right now. And uh, yeah, so I'm be transparent about that because that's, you know, you guys know that's how I am. Um, But it just feels good. I I don't know. I think that nine to fives, it's not my lifestyle. I don't like it. I'm ready to, you know, be done with it. Um, but it's my family's business and I don't feel obligated, but I feel obligated. I know that's a hard one. People may not understand it if they're not in that situation, but they do understand it type shit, you know, but, um, you have to do what's right for you, no matter what it is, you know, exactly. Well, and like, I also, I have a ton of, like, I have a ton of friends that are self-employed that are photographers and even, I don't know, even just like bouncing back to weed, like it's it's legal in this state and it's for me like having a glass of wine and even then not as bad as having a glass of wine because alcohol is not great for you um but it's like I have friends that are moms and I have friends that are business owners and friends that are just regular everyday people and they also smoke and it's like I don't know why it's seen as such a bad thing um I mean I do but like I would never not be able to do my job because of something that I enjoy doing on my free time. And I think people just see it as like the worst thing in the world. Um, but like, that's why I talk about it. That's why I'll post weed related things on my story or like be okay with sharing it because like, I, I, I do care what people think about me. But ultimately I'm not, I don't want to hide any part of who I am. You know, like people post picture. Oh, I'm having a glass of wine for the night. I'm having my joint for the night. <laughs> no, I, I feel that. It's just, it's, it's a taboo. Yeah. It's such a taboo thing. Yeah. Um, Still. Yeah. I don't know why. Like, that's what I was getting into. Like nine to five. I'm not into it. You know, it's just, I don't like that lifestyle as it is, but for yeah. like, what's who, who came up with this? Like, oh, you be professional. Like. There, I don't need that. Two. That's yes. That's oh, I get so fired up about that. I'm actually really glad you brought that up because Sorry. I want to be who I am to my clients. Like you're gonna see exactly. I don't want to be. I need a fucking Clark Kent on one side and Superman on the other. I don't need two identities. You know. Yeah. Like I'm gonna be me, 
yeah. all the time. I'm yes. not going to fucking come in probably at a nine to five. I'm not going to come in fucking just stoned or drunk or whatever. Yeah. I'll be professional in that aspect. Like, but like what I do in my said. free time yeah. is still okay for me to post. Cause that's still me. It doesn't yeah. matter if I'm representing your business or not. Like as long as I'm a good person at your business and, and cool. And I, even if I talk about that at your business, who cares? I'm yeah. doing the work right. And I'm doing this, you know? So I don't know why there's this, this professionalism with nine to fives and that's one of the things I don't like and being self-employed allows you to just really, yeah, I'm not telling everyone to be self-employed because it's not yeah. for everyone, but it really allows you to just truly be yourself and not have any worries. But I don't know where the stigma became of being professional. Professional doesn't have to do with what you do in your free time. Yeah. I don't have to worry about getting fired because my boss is pretty cool. <laughs> um, right. Like things like that. It's like, it's like the little things. I don't know. It's, it's the fact that I get to control my own schedule and I get to go and create things like during my slow season what I have noticed is like I need to keep creating I need to keep doing shoots like we've done um because it keeps my creative creativity flowing and I do go through like depressive episodes when I'm not creating and like not I work all the time like I'm go 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 constantly wanting to do things keeping busy um and that's just how my like that's how I work that's how I enjoy working that's how I enjoy doing it and if I'm not I don't know how to separate that like super fast-paced life to nothing like it is so hard going from busy season to nothing um so it's like I have to find those things to like keep me busy or like be able to cope with and like I enjoy smoking so that's one of the things I want to do it's not something I want to hide um but yeah there is a huge professionalism and that's one of the things that I break down with my business as well because every email you get from me every phone call you get from me every conversation I'm who I am like I'm not going to be like I don't know, like a secretary, like put I'm on not a fake voice and, and no fake it yeah. till you make it type shit. Exactly. Like I want my clients to see me for who I am as a person. Um, and I, I love so much. Like I have so much love to give to the world and I want to give that to my clients. I want them to know that I'm there for them. I'm there for them. If they have any questions, whether it's wedding related or if they want to go out and get a drink with me or smoke a joint with me, <laughs> um, anything like that. Like I, I'm a real person. I think especially with, um, the service industry, we've normalized our service workers, not being human beings. And so I am not just a machine. I'm not someone that's just gonna, you know, I have, and, and that's another huge thing that kind of, I have to balance is like throughout busy season, when I am busy, I still deserve time off. I still deserve to go on vacation. I still deserve to sleep anything like that. Jordan, Mr. Workaholic. I don't take days off. I work six jobs. He can attest to that. This guy is fucking never not working. I swear to you. I value my personal time. I value my personal time so much. Um, and like, I, like, I don't know, we've had multiple conversations about this with, you know, relationships and stuff like that. And, you know, being alone, like, I think everyone needs to be alone at some point in their life because it's so important to figure out who you really are as a person before you get into a relationship. Um, and even in relationships, you should still be allowed to have your alone time. And like, like I enjoy spending so much time with my boyfriend, but I'm still my own individual human being. And I still enjoy doing things to myself as well. Like having my friend group and being able to, you know, like go to Chicago with you guys. Like I don't have any pressures or like anything like that in my relationship that like stops me from like doing the things that I still enjoy. And he's able to go and do whatever the fuck he wants to. I don't care, but it's just, it's, it's nice to have that time off, like have time to relax. Like I'll take days and I'll do a face mask and like take a bath and clean my room and take care of my plants. And it's just a day where like I force myself to not do any work at all. You should take notes, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm going to backtrack a little bit because I'm in that weird in between with all the different things that I'm involved in. I have a mm-hmm. nine to five. Well, it's actually like a, a seven to four type of thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, like a seven nine to five six. type of thing. Seven As to well- seven. Hey, hey, (laughs) as well as, you know, I do also, it's not necessarily self-employed, but it is contractor work where I make my own hours for it. Um, Then I also have another part-time job and, you know, doing this with Braden as well. So I have a lot of different things. So I can understand both sides of the aspect. Um, 
I will say though, at least from the the you know nine to five that I have, it's a lot more I guess progressive in the sense that they want you to be who you are. Like they don't if they, if they they uh, I guess get a sense that you're not being who you are, they'll pull you aside and be like, "What are you doing?" Like, yeah, we don't we don't want like a yes man or a yes woman. We want you to be yourself and actually bring yourself to our organization. Because if you're not going to do that, then we're going to have to let you go because you don't fit our culture. So for me, that's why, like, when I when that opportunity came, I was like, oh, like, of course, like, it'll be silly not to do it for the thing that's going to be. And, you know, got also say, you know, the amount of money I was going to be getting for it. But um, I'd say on the macro level that you're, you are right. A lot of people wanted to be, I guess, professional in a mm-hmm. sense. And I think, again, it goes back to that old adage from people that are older where being professional, yeah, is being a cog yeah. in the machine. And I mean, I don't want to segue too far off because I also want to hit on what you just said as well. But you know, it's also the way that our education system is kind of set up. Of yeah. uh, they they precondition you at a young age to be set for a nine to five type of job. Yeah, and that be your life, even though that's not the way that humans are supposed to live. You know, there's if you go, so many, yeah, there's so many other things to life that people don't realize. Exactly. I actually, once you're done, I have a lot to touch on. <laughs> I love what you said. Yeah, because I mean, like for instance, if you go to other countries, like yeah, sure they have jobs and stuff, but the, you'll see how happy they are mm-hmm. and how full of joy in life they are because, like yes, they go to work, but that's not their life. The American you know? dream. It's <laughs> not the dream. But yeah, you know, I'm, I'm saying though, like. There, I will say though, at least from the people I interact with, people I know across the different realms in business, it seems like there is a movement. I, I agree. Yeah. I don't want to say like it's humongous, but it is starting to really get on the macro where they're like, okay, like yes, we do want you to, you know, get your shit done, but at the same time, be your person, you know, and go, yeah. take take your pay pay time off. Like that shit's there for you. Go on vacation. Spend time with your family. Spend time with your friends spend time with your significant other and just travel live life do whatever it is that makes you happy because you know we only have one life right you never know when your time's going to end so why would you want to i guess give everything to a job so to speak yeah not actually live your life because at least my my biggest fear is i'm on my deathbed and i'm like fuck i might have accomplished all the stuff in work but in my own personal life i didn't really do anything that i really wanted to do personally you know yeah. Yeah. I, I think, um, you definitely said a lot of good things there. A lot of good. Definitely. Things. Yeah. I got something um, to speak on too, for sure. He said a lot of good shit. Yeah. I, um, I think that that's, that's the most important thing when it comes to finding a job is asking those questions. Yep. There are companies out there who want you to be like that. Um, but you have to ask those questions and it's not like, I understand people need jobs and like just the whole inflation that's just a shit show that we don't even need to touch on right now but but um when you go into an interview it's okay to ask those questions as in why should I work for you Mm -hmm. why does this benefit me you know like I I don't think people understand that there's so much more to life in the sense of like you don't like why are you working what are you working for money what's the money for what what is the like goal like there's always a goal not a goal, but like, there's always like a, this. like a reward. It's a reward. What's your reward is your paycheck. So you're saving up your money to go on vacation for how long? Four days. And then back to work. Like there's so much more. And that's we why, that's why yes, that's why becoming self-employed was such a huge thing for me because I absolutely love traveling. I myself as a traveling wedding photographer for like three years. Um, and I pick up things here and there, but like I did the most traveling within the past year that I've ever done in my entire life because I had the availability to do it. And I was also able to work while I was there creating income and then also enjoying life. Like every day for me, whether I'm working, I'm still enjoying the actions that I go through every day and all of this stuff. And, and I understand that like, not everyone can be self-employed. Like you, there are people that need that nine to five, but like, you really need to sit down and evaluate as to whether it's something that's actually benefiting you or not, because like you said, we could die at any moment. And I actually say this quite a bit. I say, if I were to die right now, 
which or not right now, but like tomorrow, it could happen. You never know. Like you never know when that's going to happen. Um, I wouldn't want anyone to be sad because I did everything I ever wanted to do. I've done everything I've ever wanted to do. And if I haven't done it, I'm working towards doing it. Um, I really like what you, I mean, both of you guys, I think, uh, what Jordan, Jordan had to say on, on, uh, it goes back, it related to what we already spoke on in like the religious thing and like things changing and progressively like changing. I think business and nine to fives, like I actually like got so worked up about it in professionalism that I forgot to speak on that. Cause I did want to say, I think that nine to fives have gotten better that like Alina said too, there are certain industries and certain businesses and jobs that you work at that, uh, like I, one of my professors even worked out at a job where they had like a whole ass, like wreck area, not for smoking weed, but they had like fucking air hockey and, and you know, like break pods where you could take like little naps and like, just, just a really cool updated area, you know, like more modern type thing. And it's just a company that actually valued you as a person and what you do for the company rather than just fucking come to work and do whatever fucking work as hard as you possibly can. You know, like I don't care about your days off, stuff like that. So I think that's progressively is changing, but still not up to speed just with the rest of life. This stuff's not up to speed, but hopefully soon it will be with all that stuff. Well, and that's the other thing is um, like you were saying, we were literally just talking about this this morning about how like yeah, you work so much and it's like, you can't do that 24 seven. When you're self-employed, you're just, people assume that you can just respond to them 24 seven, like middle of the night that I have friends who literally like someone will inquire with email and then they'll also message them on Facebook and then they'll also shoot them a text. And it's like, no, like, give me, like, I'll see your email. I will see it. I promise. I, I try to respond to all messages within 30 minutes of receiving them. Um, but if I'm in the middle of something, I'm going to say, Hey, I'm busy right now. I'll message you later. Um, it's, it's really finding that balance of, of understanding that like, I'm not available 24 seven. And as a starting out a business owner, that wasn't the easiest thing to do. Like I ruined dinner times. I ruined great moments. I, I ruined so many moments of me being on my phone because I'm responding to a client. And I decided this year, I didn't, I don't want to do that anymore. Like, yes. Although there's certain times that like, I think I, it is important to like respond to someone within a good amount of time. There's, I also have my own life. I have my own, you know, things that I need to do. And there's a time and a place to respond to clients. So it's, it's definitely something that like you have to teach yourself. Yeah, I'd say for uh, don't mean to cut you off, Brayden, but go ahead, bro. <laughs> like for myself, if it's not utterly important, where it's like, oh, we have this deadline, or like you really need this right away, and you message me after like eight o'clock at night, I'm not answering you. Yeah, I'll just give you a message. At my own like, time. Yeah, I'll I'll just <laughs> message you back in the morning or something because, you know, like there, if it's not super pressing, it can wait till tomorrow. Like you know, it'll be. <laughs> I think phones really ruined that for people too, yep. because Talk about that. yeah, because you know, people have these phones and they have access to you at all times and all this shit. And it's like, no, uh, uh-uh. I, there are people out there who turn their phones off 50% of the day. I recently started, I had a, I had a really old phone. I had an eight until like two weeks ago. <laughs> um, it literally would just die on me randomly and I would have to charge it like five times a day. I got severely bullied for it. understandably I deserve to be bullied for that um but I just like I just didn't need to update it or like upgrade it or whatever Mm -hmm. um so it was nice because I started just letting my phone die and I started not turning it on right away like there are people out there who have their phones who aren't checking their phones all day and that's something that like although I think phones are really great for society and all this and keeping us connected and everything we need to put our phones down a lot more. We're on them way too much. I'm the second I wake up, I'm on my phone until I go to bed. And I really need to break myself of that. It is an embarrassingly amount of time. And I don't want to do that anymore. So yeah, it's just accessible and I'm not anymore. Don't call me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Braden and I talked about this in the previous podcast, but like for myself, the way that I like to bracket out all my time to make sure I'm getting everything done is I'm like, all right, I'm setting up this like hour, two hour block. This is all I'm doing. 
I'm not checking my phone. I'm just doing strictly X. Yeah. Once that's over, I'm not doing that for the rest of the day. Then I'll be like, all right, I need to respond to all these emails and shit. I'm only doing this for like two more hours. That's, that's it. After that, unless it's something very important, I will answer. Otherwise, I just wait till tomorrow because I have other things that need my attention as well as bracketing off that time to kind right. of decompress from the day. Because otherwise, there is no way I, there is no way I would go insane. Yeah. Yeah, don't let either of these two fool you. They don't ever answer my fucking messages unless it's like two hours later. So they're not lying when they say they're not accessible because neither of these guys. I mean, I'm a, I, I, I'm, I'm guilty. I want instant access to these two motherfuckers at all times because I need to talk to these guys. And uh, neither of them want to want to answer me with if well, and that's the other like two thing. hours. Yeah, that's the other thing is with clients. I'm still allowed to post on social. Like, I shouldn't have to feel bad about tweeting something or like posting on Instagram and not responding to your message yet. Like, I know that that's not great, but like for my own sanity, I need like I don't I don't want to have that pressure of like oh I haven't texted my client back I need to, I can't post this blah 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 and like I understand that people like see that and they're like oh my god she posted but she hasn't texted me back like she can't take two seconds out of her day to no because like I have an order of things that I need to do and sometimes I'm not working I'm not home I'm not able to look at my calendar I'm not able to like go through things but I'm still allowed to be a human being like that's what it comes down to is being a human being and like understanding that I'm not accessible and like I'll get to you eventually. I'm not just gonna completely ignore you forever. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm not. I'm just giving you guys shit. No, I know. Because I, I feel know. the same way though <laughs> with the the whole posting on socials and not replying. Because like I'll tell clients like, yeah, I got your shit done. I'll get it done today. Yeah. But uh, that doesn't mean I'm fucking getting it done right now. I'm not being a dick, but like yeah. <laughs> I said, I'll get it done today. But um, first I'm going to work out. Then I'm going to go get my goddamn boosted tea because I need some caffeine. I'm going to post pictures if I want to. Then I'm going to go work on your stuff. Then I'm probably going to take another break and do whatever. Then I'm going to work on your stuff some more. Then I'm going to take another break. Then I'm going to work on your stuff some more. You know, like I have a process to it. And I always feel like, damn, bro. I can't well, post that because they're going to fucking see I'm not working. Yeah. Well, and that I'm and like piss off a client, but like realistically, <laughs> like even if I am working on your stuff all day or for that day, like you said, I'm not working all day. I'm mm-hmm. taking like times and chunks of time where we work on it. Like we said, I need fresh eyes at times. Okay. Yeah. I worked I on it for two hours straight. I got to look at, I got to take a break and relook at this later and see what the hell I can change or what looks good and what doesn't look good. Yeah, I was just going to bring that up. Like we were literally just talking about how you need fresh eyes to look at that stuff. Like if you're my client, you don't want your photos the same day, unless it's like a super small session and I'm like able to do it really quickly. But like if I'm editing an entire wedding gallery, I, I take six to eight weeks to edit it. I will edit the entire, like I'll go through sections and then I'll, I'll have it done and I'll still go through the entire thing again, just to make sure that my eyes weren't like deceiving me on certain colors or anything like that. You can't just like sit at something and expect it to look the same. Like your eyes need that break. It's, you can't do it. Yeah. It's a process. It doesn't matter everyone has that process. It doesn't matter what it is in life, you know? So yeah, exactly. One more thing I want to touch on. Um, I've had it. Yeah. Jordan, we talked about that same thing and she said it, you know, we're not fucking meant to work every day of our life. And that's why I don't like the nine to fives. I I know this is, we already spoke on it, but like, yeah, we're just not meant to work every day of life. And um, a cool thing that Alina said about being in self-employed and even though she was working and she got to travel at the same time, that's, that's still cool. And it, it goes on, it goes with us not working all day on someone's, some clientele's work and mm-hmm. then taking a break throughout the day. When we went to Chicago, dude, we went but to a pub game it. first. Yeah. Then yeah. we went and had drinks. Then we went and did our shoot. Then we went and did stuff later. Then we did more shoot. Like, we did a whole, oh, and we went thrift shopping before the shoot. We went and did hella shit before our shoot, and we still did hella work and got work done, you know? So we got to travel, go to a baseball game, go out, have a couple drinks, and eat at a new place, have fun, just have some downtime, go to a new thrift shop, have some fun there, and then we went and did our shoot, you know? So, like, you can, in, being self-employed, you can incorporate those things, and that that's just really dope that, like, you can have fun and downtime and also 
do work. I don't know. It, it's cool that you can do both of those things at the same time. That's the biggest thing is like, I, um, that's how my everyday life is. That's literally what I do every day is I do different things, but it's all. And like, when I am working, I enjoy what I do. So it's not mm-hmm. like I'm like, overly stressing myself out and that's another thing that I like I've really taken into this year is like I will say no to things I don't want to say yes to everything all the time I used to be such a like yes person that was another thing that Jordan brought up was like that you don't want those like yes people that are just constantly wearing themselves down and it's like there are certain things like my mom we do workout classes together and there are times that I just tell her I'm not in it today because I wasn't and and that's I've learned that that's okay and I don't have to feel guilty about that anymore so all right mastering the knowledge of when yeah. to say no yes. a skill set that will take you very far in life yeah let's get into our final segment Alina it's been great having you we do this every week um quote of the day back. unless Jordan <laughs> doesn't have one um, hey, listen, you know, I always have a quote of the day, okay? Yeah, I figured. Okay. <laughs> Unless he doesn't have one because I don't have one, but I could have came up with one real quick. I had one, like, on my phone, but, like, it wasn't meant for today. So, if he hey. didn't have one, we probably skipped it. Hey, hey, hey. I always have one. Just, uh... Speaking of clients, got a client right now texting me. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Hold on, hold on. I got one. I got one. Okay. Listen, I have hundreds of quotes in this this uh this journal so i was trying to decide between two but uh i don't know i like this one a little bit more so it says we tend to forget that happiness doesn't come as a result of getting something we don't have but rather of recognizing and appreci- appreciating what we do have by frederick keoning i love that that's that's huge that's huge because um happiness for me is like like I like road trips I like driving because I like the stops along the way it's not the final destination that like causes that happiness it's the things you do along the way it's every day you have to find the happiness in every day I love that it's the journey yeah it's the journey I'm I'm gonna take it as um me and Alina spoke about this earlier when we were doing some work together well, we weren't working at that point, but uh, we did work together today. Don't don't let us. I was working. I was working all day. <laughs> I worked for the majority of the day. Then we got to her house, and um, I needed a break. But <laughs> I'm gonna take it as, yeah. I I don't appreciate the little things in life. Um, I feel like, and um, those are things I have every day. You know, like I can wake up and. and step outside and breathe fresh air and just go for a walk and and clear my mind or i i can go sit at the river i can uh sit yeah. in time and, and play come in my dog. backyard anytime <laughs> <laughs> yeah for real <laughs> peaceful peaceful yeah yeah it was enjoyable but yeah. um i feel like a lot of times that I, I overlook an amazing life that i have even though i some days like i, I feel very upset and depressed and i mean i struggle with anxiety and depression so that that's obvious one of the main reasons why it's hard to do that but i I take for granted how good i do have it in in the little things that i do have in life so um yeah just got to sit back and like we talked about before just take a step back and reevaluate it and look at all the things that i have and look at all the things i've accomplished and and be in the moment in times i need to be in the moment and enjoy the little things in life and enjoy all the things i already have yeah find that happiness in the little things Damn right. <laughs> yeah. So my take is very simple. You just got to showcase gratitude every day of your life. You know, even the smallest things, you can That's just be all. grateful that you have a cup of coffee. Yeah. And if That's you just start, you start implementing that type of thing into your daily life, you'll be like, holy shit, this is, I really, I'm grateful for this coffee or, you know, I'm grateful for this person. Or I'm grateful for it, whatever it is. And you'll see your mood just enhance with all that positive energy. And you're like, holy crap, like, wow, if I just say this, and I like truly believe it, and you're like, yeah, I'm really grateful for this. And, you know, XYZ, it will really impact your life. And, you know, like we talked about earlier, you put those positive thoughts out there, positive things come back to you. Yeah. And we're gonna end it there. Um, Alina, I want to thank you for coming on this week's episode. Um, 
yeah, we'll probably have you back. Like not probably, oh, but like no, I'll be back. Yeah, I'll be- as I say, sure. you'll be back. We we do have a fucking guest list, but I'll fucking we already have part two of Dino. We don't know when it's planned, but I'm gonna throw you back on the list to like I'm cutting the line come back down. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited to have you back on at any time. So yeah. we'll throw you back on there to keep you as a returning guest, a returning yes. client. You know. Um, yes. But I appreciate but hey, your time. Yeah, I appreciate both of you for having me on here and just doing what you do and having this um, this source of of authentic vibes. <laughs> yeah. We appreciate it. We appreciate you showing your authentic self. Yeah. Jordan, I appreciate Spitting, you. Uh, I fucking love having you on uh, here. Fitting straight fire today, guys. Yeah, every we did. <laughs> right? Every day, every yeah. time we talk, words are just fire coming out of my mouth. <laughs> always, yeah. Always spitting fucking knowledgeable whatever yep. facts whatever you want to call it because i get on here and say it all the time this is a, my opinion but is it really opinion i feel like it's more facts than his opinions yeah sounds yeah. but uh we're spitting facts on here not opinions <laughs> um but yeah thanks selena we'll definitely have you back and jordan we're fucking always grateful appreciative of you being here every fucking week and uh we'll, we'll see you guys next week thanks for listening thanks for watching I don't really wanna talk when the cap comes off, yeah I don't really give a fuck, I'ma let you walk, yeah Let me live my life, I'ma let you do you, yeah I just wanna have fun and, 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 and With my feet kicked back, drinking hand Meditate about getting back Chase good vibes, protect me and keep my peace I just might have hurt my liver Seven day bender, yeah I'm a sinner Full time sender, when a chicken dinner Truth don't bend her, lies I'm no swimmer That's this pussy, then my eyes get white, telling killer Pride go hide, mood tight like Miller I'm a DT shit, blunts feel gorilla Then I'm stuck in the same spot, work ethic vanilla See I'm working, and the road's real rocky so I'm swerving Daily hoes coming to, I'm not deserving Pissed a few too many off, but I'm learning Burning, bridges that burn me I don't really wanna talk when the cap comes off, yeah I don't really give a fuck, I'ma let you walk, yeah Let me live my life, I'ma let you do you, yeah I just wanna have fun and, and, and I don't think I'm special Everybody around telling me I'm skipping levels Devil on my shoulder saying trust my ego Don't trust, never trust that evil Cause when I did Bender from one sip Trauma when I was a kid It all came crashing down, down, down on me Break me down and build me up I don't need help, I do it myself Roll it loud and lift me up I'll put you in the liquor on a shelf I don't really wanna talk when the cap comes off, yeah I don't really give a fuck, I'ma let you walk, yeah Let me live my life, I'ma let you do you, yeah I just wanna have fun and